Welcome, viewers and listeners, to CHP Talks. We're here again with another exciting guest, Pastor Jacob Rayom uh, from Trinity Bible Chapel in Waterloo, Ontario. And um, Jacob, thanks for joining us today. I'm going to give you a little introduction, but uh, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. It's my pleasure, Rod. Thank you for having me. So just for those who do not know Jacob, uh, Jacob Rehum is the senior pastor at Trinity Bible Chapel in Waterloo, Ontario. Uh, Jacob was born and raised in Guelph. He holds a Master of Divinity from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And he became pastor of Trinity Bible Chapel in August 2009. Jacob is married to his high school sweetheart, Joanna, and together they have six children. And uh, it's a real pleasure to uh, uh, have you on the call today, Jacob. <clears throat> and we're going to be talking about <clears throat> the uh, documentary you recently produced um, and directed. Uh, you were the director and uh, Jeremy Bundy is the producer. But uh, Antichrist and His Ruin. So can you tell us a little bit about first the title and then what the documentary is about? The title comes from a, a book written by John Bunyan in the 1680s, mid-1680s. And he wrote the book in response to King James II. So by that point in time, Bunyan, many of you know him as the author of Pilgrim's Progress. And he'd already spent 13 years in jail for his belief that the, the government shouldn't be controlling the church. And... And so he was, you know, he would have been a senior citizen by that point in time and probably would have been excused if he wanted to sit this one out with a new king that was, uh, you know, starting an arbitrary rule and starting to tyrannize the people. And it's pretty obvious what King James II was doing. But he didn't sit this one out and he started to galvanize his church against this tyrant. And James did not like that, of course, because Bunyan had a massive following by that point in time. And and James attempted to bribe or pacify Bunyan with political favors just to kind of shut him up. And Bunyan refused. And in response to King James II's um, attempts to pacify him and shut him up, Bunyan wrote the book of Antichrist and his rune. And in the book of Antichrist and his rune, um, uh, Bunyan provides, I, I'd say, a timeless definition of what an Antichrist is, who Antichrist is. And what the church can expect as we face and stand up against Antichrist and, and hope for the church that, yes, Antichrist will be ruined. Of course, in Bunyan's time, um, he lived to, I think it was August 1688 was when he died and went to heaven. And, and he believed that Antichrist would be ruined. And within about a month and a half, two months after his death, uh, King James II was deposed by the Protestant prince William of Orange and his wife Mary, who became king and queen of England and um, started a, a constitutional monarchy, a system of government in England at that time that um, we really as Canadians have had or have inherited. And it is a, it is a constitutional monarchy that it provides, among other things, religious freedom. And that was something that was won by Bunyan's uh, generation that suffered and, and eventually um, saw the, the end of an antichrist government. Yeah. And now I, 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 go ahead, Rod. Well, I think uh, many, many uh, listeners to this program would be familiar with John Bunyan and the Pilgrim's Progress. Um, I know when uh, 
when I first became a Christian and our family was uh, kind of captivated with that story, which really lays out a lot of the uh, snares and pitfalls of, of uh, Christian life, and, and there are some, that uh, threaten our, our, our walk with the Lord and also threaten our freedom to uh, live out our, our faith fully. And so, so uh, his name is certainly one that people are familiar with. And, but I was not familiar with the title of this book, Antichrist and His Ruin, until, until I saw your movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think his, he, what, what we've seen, what we see is that Antichrist is a, it's a spiritual force that starts to manifest itself in people and institutions. And Bunyan saw it in various churches of his day, and he certainly saw um, it take over the government and particularly the crown in his day. And the brutality that that brought is terrible. And I, and it's my deep conviction, I really believe that we're seeing this again now in our time. We haven't seen it um, to this extent as uh, English speakers since the time of Bunyan, I don't believe. But uh, we are certainly seeing it again, and it's it's not it's not going to be pretty unless the Lord's people. Uh, you know, take a stand now. But eventually, I think we'll be victorious, and an antichrist will be ruined, just like he was in Bunyan's time. But uh, the pro one of the problems is there's a book I read a little while ago um, about the the rise of tyranny that was written by a French Huguenot. One of the things, the points that he makes, it's it's like a virus that when tyranny starts to rise or antichrist starts to rise, is is the virus sets in, and you don't really know you're sick, but if if you figure out you're sick, you have an opportunity to cure it. But by the time the virus really starts to take over the system and the immune system, you know you're sick, but by then it's it's, off, it's often too late. And that's what we see in the cases of tyrannical governments, antichrist governments, is, is by the time people clue into what's going on, too bad it's, it's often too late and there's so much damage it's already done. So this documentary uh, that, I, I don't know, uh, well, first of all, uh, maybe you can tell us when it started, but when you started working on this uh, documentary, it's it's a tremendous. Uh, what is it? Two hours and twenty minutes, or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 very uh, detailed. Goes into what's going on with you and other pastors and other churches in our great country of Canada over the past couple of years. We've we've been facing this rise in in tyranny the imposition of government edicts on churches and uh you've put together a really a, a masterful uh uh presentation of a group of pastors who have like john bunyan uh taken a stand for religious freedom and paid a price for it uh, you you were one of them so uh, maybe go back to the beginning when uh, this started to uh, stir in your soul when you realized that Trinity Bible Chapel and other churches were uh, under a demonic attack or a tyrannical uh, attack. And and when you realized you had to take a step uh, like John Bunyan of resisting tyranny. Well, it's interesting. I've, I had someone that's just recently started coming to our church in the last year say that she's gone back and and listened to you know my sermons from 10 12 years ago so i've been at this church for 13 and a half years and this lady said she's gone back and listened to sermons 10 years ago and um and she said that given what i was saying 10 years ago she's not surprised over the stand we took so i saw an antichrist government rising years ago and because one of the one of the definitions of an antichrist government is what they do is they replace 
the law of God with an arbitrary rule, and they pretend they're God, right? They start to act like God. And so when a government starts to redefine marriage, well, the marriage is God's prerogative, and he's the one that defines that. Well, that's Antichrist. When, And then, my goodness, the last several years, when you see a government that starts to uh, redefine sex, you know, a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, then, then really we have a big problem. Right. And so the government's starting to act like God. People start to see the government as God. So I've been teaching this for years to our church. And so anyone that was listening to me shouldn't have been any surprise that I took the stand um, that I did. Now, when the COVID lockdowns hit, I really reacted in my gut um, over what was going on. I saw how wrong it was in many respects, everything from the, you know, telling people they can't hang out with their family or telling businesses they should shut down or the government trying to control the worship of the church. All of this is wrong. It's immoral. It's, it's sin on the part of our government. And, um, and so I, I reacted against that fairly quickly, but it took me some time uh, to get the church on the same page. We had to go through, unfortunately, as a lot of churches have, have we've had to go through some conflict very early on in 2020. Um, and, and I, I mean, I, it is what it is. That's what happened. And then as, as time went on, we saw that the government was going to do another lockdown in the winter of, you know, Christmas time, 2020, going into New Year's 2021. And about fall time, 2020, our church wrote a, a letter called Here We Stand, the Church Must Meet. And in that, we delineated why we believe the church must gather. And then from from that time forward, we we, main, we maintained that conviction. And it's cost us dearly. It really has. You've had fines uh, both against yourself and against the church. Uh, uh, they're mentioned in in the movie Antichrist and His Ruin, but uh, can you t- talk a little bit about them now? I have eleven charges against me for the um, you know for for being a pastor, basically gathering with people, and each one of those charges in the province of Ontario is. I believe is a maximum of one year in jail and a hundred thousand dollars. So if they want to take the maximum out of me, they're going to charge me 1.1 million with 11 years of jail. Now this is what the courts have to decide, right? The church has, I think six charges, which I think amount to maximum 60 million. Each one of our elders has five or six charges. And we've also been convicted of contempt of court two times and have already had to pay $220,000 for our contempt of court convictions. Mm, Wow. In in uh, the documentary, uh, uh, among the others who are interviewed are also uh, uh, Pastor James Coates and Pastor Tim Stevens, who have uh, spent time behind bars uh, for their convictions, um, and and the uh, the level the the speed at which uh, these uh, edicts were imposed and the kind of uh, ferocity with which they were, uh, uh, you know, um, in, uh, I guess, enforced by, by local law enforcement or, or uh, acting under, we're not always sure who who is saying what, who is giving uh, the commands here, whether it's federal or provincial, but, but nevertheless, the results, seeing pastors going to jail for uh, keeping their doors open it was something that none of us could see five years ago. At least I couldn't. No, it was it was quite shocking. And and I think that I, I remember even talking uh, to Pastor Coates about this before he went into jail and, and we had this conversation and we said we have to 
we, we have to just act faithfully and see how the government reacts. Like, let them take it as far as they want to take it. Because all we're, we were doing was being faithful to our calling by gathering our churches, right? Right. And it's up to the government to, to do what they want to do. And that's how Jesus operated. He just stayed faithful to his ministry and preached and gathered his disciples. And, and he let the people react to him. And the reaction was they crucified him to show how evil they are. And I think I think one of the things that we did in, in, in the stand that we took is we sh- we exposed how evil this government is uh, from top to the bottom. These there's there wasn't a lot of bright lights in government, and their government is is manifestly evil. Yeah, well, it's you know people who uh, are saying and and you know we're not ridiculing anyone here. We know everyone is trying to come to terms uh, with their convictions and with their Christian faith and Romans thirteen and all that, but uh you know the people who say we have to trust the government this is the same government that kills a hundred thousand babies a year uh this is the same government that now kills ten thousand seniors and vulnerable people through uh maid this is the same government that is imposing as you mentioned earlier the the lgbt agenda on families on churches uh you know in schools across the country so then to suddenly say that uh in terms of covid and disease and and health protection that suddenly they're they're uh, on the right track they've got a little halo because uh because they have the word government behind them doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me um you know well, they have to, they're going to have to prove themselves that they want to regain the confidence of christian people that they are doing what uh you know what god would want them to do well, the interesting thing that you just said about what you just said, Rod, is that all of those issues that you've brought up are done in what? The name of science and medicine. Yeah. Abortion, you know, mutilating your body for transgenderism, imposing LGBT. Well, that's done for science of mental health, apparently, right? You know, giving people a needle to kill them because this is a, a mercy killing of some sorts in order to save our in order to save our health care system, by the way. Which we heard about during the lockdowns, save the healthcare system. There's a I, re, I saw a, a journal entry in a Canadian medical journal um, not too long ago where there was a cost benefit analysis done on euthanasia and, and how much money would be saved by killing people. And so it, this and then so all of a sudden we got lockdowns and these are the same scientists. These are the same people that can't even tell the difference between a man and a woman. Yeah. Like, like, why should we trust them? Yeah, and and certainly uh, the healthcare system has suffered terribly uh, as a result of the protocols that have been established. And and uh, and of course, if you go into the the science of uh, uh, resisting disease and recovery, uh, you know the damage to the immune system, the the people who have died as a result of uh, the remdesivir uh, things. There, you know, there's so many so many holes in the theory that we're doing something to uh, protect the healthcare system. And, and of course, healthcare system requires funding, and now our economy is destroyed. Healthcare takes a pretty large chunk of uh, tax revenues to, to maintain itself. And uh, now we've destroyed the very source of um, revenues for for the government and for the healthcare system in particular. Well, we, you know, we've got big problems in this country, and I mean, my my thing all along is I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but I know what the Bible says, and the Bible says the church is not less than a gathering. In fact, the 
the Greek word for church is ekklesia, which simply means gathering. That's what the original Greek would have meant. In fact, in some nationalities or languages, when they translate it, they don't translate it church. That's an anglicized term. They translate it the gathering. And so you you cannot have a church without a gathering. And so where there is no gathering, there is no church. And I also know enough to know that Jesus Christ is king of the church. In our province, it's not Doug Ford, okay? It's not, it's not Justin Trudeau. It's Jesus Christ. And he designs his own worship. He's designed his own church, which the Bible says is his bride, was purchased with his blood. And it's not my job as a minister. In fact, I'm a failure as a minister if I turn that over to a government agency. It's my job, actually, as a minister to protect the bride of Christ. Yeah. And, in, and in fact, if you, I mean, I have a wife and I have a family. And if I left the country for a little while and told someone else to take care of my family, and I found out that that, that individual turned them over to someone that was abusing them, and I, I, I wouldn't be too happy when I came back. And this is exactly what's happened with the church, is our Lord Jesus has left the church to be stewarded and cared for by the overseers, the elders, pastors. And and he is he's he's sitting in heaven right now and he's going to return. He's going to judge us. And those overseers who turned the church of the Lord Jesus Christ over to the government to redesign the worship of Christ, um, there's going to be price to pay unless they repent. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. One thing I really liked in the documentary, I mean, there was a lot of back and forth with the various, uh, you know, first of all, the pastors that were impacted with, with other noted uh, scholars and uh, people who were assessing the signs of the times. Um, but I noticed that there seemed to be a, a pulling together, a growing together of those. Uh, there was a rejoicing, for instance, one pastor said, I thought I was alone until I began hearing about these other pastors who were uh, also keeping their doors open and paying a price for it. And I realized I'm not alone anymore. We, we are, uh, you know, a, a group stand. And it's, there's always uh, it's so much uh, an encouragement to know that you're standing with others in a just cause. So um, I noticed there was a really good com camaraderie between you and the other pastors who have uh, paid such a uh, huge price well we've one of the best things that have come out of the lockdowns have found out who my friends were <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so um <clears throat> so when did you get the idea to put this story together in a in a video format well it's been in my mind for i'd say when when this was all going down i thought okay somebody has to Somebody has to capture this in a way that is understandable. Uh, the moment what happened, as well as in a way that puts it within a scriptural context. So we provide the biblical categories for what the government was doing, which is being operated by Satan, and then which is Antichrist. And then beyond that, put it not just within the scriptural category, but within the context of Canadian history. And so we've, I really have, have the personal belief that our Canadian history, we've, we've been gutted of a, of a national identity. We don't have one. There was almost like there was a lobotomy done on our national identity. And, um, and so there was a national identity years ago that my grandparents and great-grandparents would have had, but that's long since gone and we don't have one anymore. 
And so I want, and, and the national identity was a, a country of freedom that was rooted within English liberties that were hard fought for um, with much bloodshed and war, even civil wars. And so, and that comes up in our documentary. You know, we talk about the Glorious Revolution. We talk about the Magna Carta. We talk about Alfred the Great. And we, we trace all of these liberties back. So I wanted to, I wanted to present what happened in 2020, 21, 22, I guess, I guess 21, 20. And, and then put that within the context of our own history, our previous national identity, show what happened to our country and why we ended up the way we were, and as well provide a biblical category, which is the doctrine of Antichrist. Well, your, uh, your friend there, Jeremy Bundy, is the uh, uh, producer um, and the videographer that, that pulled a lot of this together in the movie, and you are the executive director, kind of, you wrote the script, basically, brought it, brought it into uh, completion. Um, I want to thank uh, through you. I'm just going to thank Jeremy Bundy for his work because that's it's tremendous uh, videography and uh, very well put together. I thought it was a, a work of art as well as useful information. Um, so before we come to a conclusion here, that we could talk for quite a while about all that's in there, but people are going to have to see it for themselves. They can they can see the trailer first, and then they can can order it. It's very uh, reasonable. Uh, to get a, a streaming copy that they can show to friends, as I did this week. I, we watched it the previous week, and then we showed it to some friends this week, and they are going to show it to some friends of theirs. So, uh, But it, people can find it at antichristdocumentary.com. Antichristdocumentary.com. And uh, if they want to learn more about you, Jacob, and your church, uh, Trinity Bible Chapel in Waterloo, it's uh, trinitybiblechapel.ca. Uh, any other information that people should have about how to access the film or or uh, how to put it into put it to work, uh, changing hearts and minds in within the Christian community. Well, we, there's a few things you can do. You can, as you did, you can buy the streaming access, so you can show it in your home or whatever, and then. We have the option of if you want to give it to someone as a gift. So maybe there's someone that you really think should see this. And you say, here, I got to get, we, we have that option on the shop section of the website. And then, and then for large group settings like churches, um, you can, there's an option to, to do that. You just fill out the information and we'll give, give people a quote. So I showed at my church and um, Crossroads Church in Ingersoll, Ontario, which is a fairly sizable church. So it showed it to their church a couple of weeks ago, Tim Stevens in Calgary. At Fairview Baptist just recently showed it to his church, and I know that they really appreciated it. And there's a number of churches that I suspect will. So there, there's that option. And then in the on the website, you can also access a copy of Bunyan's original book of Antichrist in his room, um, which, by the way, I think this is the first time it's ever been published in a standalone copy. So the only time it was published before, to my understanding, was it was published in a folio form with a number of other of his works shortly after he died. But but this is the only time, to my knowledge, and I wrote the foreword to it. So Ezra Press published it. I wrote the foreword to it, and that's also available on the website, antichristdocumentary.com. Wonderful. So um, Jacob Reum, pastor of Trinity Bible Chapel, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, 
in, during this busy week, but it's been a pleasure to get to know you over Zoom. And hopefully uh, one day we'll be able to meet face to face and uh, uh, enjoy uh, the fellowship with you at that time. So, the Lord bless you, Rod, and thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, I, I know that folks who uh, order Antichrist and his ruin will benefit from it. And uh, if you already know all about this, then you can get a copy and share it with someone who has not yet uh, seen all the aspects of what's been happening over the past couple of years. So uh, thank you, Jacob, and uh, wish you a very good 2023. And you also. Thank you. Thanks for listening to CHP Talks. For more content you don't want to miss, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast, CHP Talks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To view our weekly episodes in a video format, you can find us on Brighteon at brighteon.com forward slash channel forward slash CHP Canada. On BitChute at bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash CHP Canada. Now, social media censorship and the cancel culture have restricted what we can discuss on YouTube. But most of our programs can still be found on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash CHP Canada. Thanks for joining us. Please share this information with others. After all, speaking the truth is an act of love. I'm Rod Taylor, National Leader of CHP Canada, and your host of CHP Talks. See you next week.